1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: This is Let's Talk About from Style Canada. And let me tell you, we're talking. Let's face it, we talk a lot. We talk about things we love, hot topics, and anything in between. But what about the things we don't talk about? What about the things we wanna know, but don't know how to ask? Don't worry, we've got you covered. Let's expand our horizons. Let's talk about it. Hi everyone, and welcome. This week, let's talk about activism, motherhood, and humor with Jessie Cruikshank. Jessie started her career in comedy and has been called the funniest woman on TV. Most recently, she has her own hit series on Facebook Watch called New Mom Who Dis, which has become a sensation among millennial moms. She has been a long advocate for global issues, which we'll get more into today. And when she isn't doing advocacy work or making us laugh, you can find her raising her three beautiful children.
1: Hi,
2: how are you? How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I know you have a lot going on from activism, motherhood, obviously you bring a lot of humor to all of that. So I know kind of obviously I don't want to say I know exactly where you've got started, but I've read a little bit about where you got started, but take us through kind of like the career path journey of things.
0: Oh, how far back do you want me to go? Elise? you tell me, I mean, personally, obviously
2: I have the connection to the MTV days, Okay, but okay. I mean, let us know what was before then. I think I, I think I heard something about like your audition tape and how that came to be. Oh, so, yes. yes to start
0: yeah but we're going back okay so wait i'll i'll take you even further back okay um when i was in this is just a little fun fact there's a lot of fun facts on wikipedia and 90 percent of them are not true but this one is true Uh, um i was on a an improv team i was the only girl on an all-male improv team with seth Rogen, and nathan fielder who now has this great show on hbo yes and me um, and very that cool. was like my real sort of first foray into comedy, mm-hmm. um, and into sort of being a girl in this very male. I, there was like, can you imagine? We were fifteen years old, sixteen years old. There was there's so many penis jokes and and me. Um, And at one point we won the British Columbia championships. Thank you. And then we went to Ottawa to compete. Yes, um, in the national championships. And for whatever reason, I mean, they didn't get, I had to stay in the same hotel room as seven dudes. It was me on a couch in this like suite in Ottawa with all of these guys. And it was a reality show. Oh no, it was like, if I've (laughs) had trauma in my life, that was, it was in that hotel room. I, this was like, (laughs) it was not, but I learned how to be, you know, funny. And I learned how to hold my own with that group. And, um, at one point, I remember we got booked for, we were started like to do bar mitzvahs and we got booked okay. for a big one. We were going to make 150 bucks, split eight ways. We were like, woo, <laughs> it was big. And Seth, Seth said to us, I can't make it. I, I have to go do this thing in Hollywood. And we were like, you, Hollywood, like, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sure you'll be back very soon. Yeah. We, yeah. we figured he would be back on time for the bar mitzvah, but he did not make the bar mitzvah. <laughs> Um, but we got to split that money seven ways, so there you, there go. you go. It was a little um, easier. <laughs> yes. So that was like that's the a real real beginning of where. back,
2: but 50, I mean, 15. That's so young. You knew you wanted to go into
0: comedy that young. I didn't know I wanted to go into comedy, but go then ahead. I found myself on the improv team, which is an improv comedy team. Sure. And I was surrounded by the. It was actually kind of interesting. Like at the time. When we went to Ottawa, I should say, we lost miserably. I think we were like last out of that. We were so because everyone in Ottawa was doing these musical numbers and like tap iPad. routines and human pyramids. And we had this totally different style. It was very cerebral, very like stand up esque. I mean, if you look at sort of how Seth entered into, like, took over this Jim Carrey landscape and kind of mm. turned it into more of a stand up doing a movie, like, You know, he, he, he was doing that when he was 15 with us on the improv team. I felt like we weren't like the jazz hands team. We were more of the, we're going to make jokes about the Bible now team. I don't know. You know,
2: Um, I mean, for fifteen to already have that style developed, that's pretty impressive.
0: It really, I think also just like ever we were all, we didn't know we were in BC doing our own thing. We didn't know that over in Ontario, they were doing singing human pyramids. No one told us we didn't have the internet. I was going to say back in our, when
2: we were 15. Yeah. There wouldn't be no way to see that right now. You could probably check out the competition a little differently.
0: You can yeah. get a handle
2: on what was going on.
0: So yeah, yeah no, I, that makes we total lost, sense. we lost really badly, I think in the first round. Um, but I don't know. Yes. I think in that, I, and I think even earlier for me, like I had a very, have, have <laughs> a very beautiful sister. My older sister is like, raven haired blue eyes she is so poised she is very put together very polished she's more sort of she's sort of conservative that does like in just in her demeanor and I came out with like flaming Cheeto head orange hair my parents were like what is this put it back and I just realized very early on that I wasn't gonna be the pretty one and I wasn't the poised one and I was just gonna the way that I was gonna Make my mark in my family was to make the but them laugh at the dinner laugh. table, and like yeah, to be that person. So I sort of took yeah. that on. I think really early. Yeah,
2: and then I mean, I guess fast forward a bit to Facebook Watch and new mom who dis, hmm. which I'm not a mom, but let me tell you, still LOL at oh. each of those videos <laughs> for me.
0: That's like the highest too. Of compliments.
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're they're a heavy heavy shared among the friend group as well so what kind of brought you to that point obviously you know you had been on the goods you'd have you'd have the mtv after show and then you got to this point of producing your own content so what kind yeah. of brought you there
0: oh wow we just left it was a big leap big leap Think. I got well. This is uh, so. When I was at the Goods on CBC, which is a daytime show, which was so much fun, such a dream. I got pregnant with twins while I was on that show and had to be secretly pregnant for a season of television. Oh,
2: really? Okay. How did which, you secretly be pregnant with twins?
0: Um, it wasn't a very well kept secret. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, at a certain point, my stylist would be would be like, "Jesse, we tried this on three days ago. What's what's going on? Like buttons were breaking." nothing was okay. fitting. I was being really weird. Suddenly my morning routine was like I need three falafels at 8 a.m. Like it was no everybody <laughs> the
2: jig was when up. When I
0: finally <laughs> revealed everyone who worked with me closely day to day was like, "Uh yeah, we, no, we know. We knew." Yeah. <laughs> um but so that was a wonderful show and while I was at that show, it you know, a daytime show isn't a comedy show. I mm-hmm. I got to be me and and bring sort of my energy, but I also had to do a lot of segments, segments about like you know, how to make your own cleaning detergent. And right, so sure, I was yeah. desperate to sort of scratch that itch. And my producer and I, who have worked together since MTV, he was an intern at MTV and I like okay. brought him with me everywhere I go. Um, him and I decided we wanted to do sort of like funny segments talking to, we had this idea we wanted to talk to grandmas at an at a old age home, okay. we wanted to talk to kids. And CBC was kind of like, that's not what we're doing here. We're doing this segment about cleaning products. Uh, but if you want to do that, you could just do it for the internet. They sort of just threw us, like gave us a camera guy and said, just go do whatever you want to do and put it on the internet. No one will put see it on the it internet. There. Yeah, no right. <laughs> So we did this, our first piece was with grandmas. And we put it on the internet, on the CBC Facebook page, and we didn't think anything of it. We were just doing it to satisfy ourselves because we thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. And over the weekend, I guess on Monday, we put it up on a Friday and on Monday morning, our executive producer was like, in our, in our morning meeting, she said, I guess we should... Um, I guess we should acknowledge that Jesse's video has 3 million views and everyone was like, what, including me? I was like, excuse me? It just had sort of blown up and nobody knew what to do about it.
2: I was going to say, was this a time where anyone knew what comes next after that or not? I guess, what year was this?
0: This was only five years ago, but still nobody really, CBC certainly was like, we, you know, like, Peter Mansbridge what like they did not they were not it was like we make Murdoch mysteries we don't make viral (laughs) hits what do we do with this and Jason and I also you know sort of felt the same way my producer and So we just kept making them because it was so much fun and we were able to get this instant feedback which we had never had in television right like we're dinosaurs from the world of television um and so we kept making them and they kept getting bigger and bigger and millions and millions of views and one morning i'm running into work uh to to shoot the goods and i go to grab a coffee and this young barista says to me oh my god you're jesse and i was like Yeah, I know, I have a nationally syndicated talk show on the air. And she said, from Facebook. And I was like, wait a minute, you, you, she's like, we love you on Facebook, all my friends. And I was like, oh, this person knows me from face. She has no idea who the fuck I am. She doesn't care. She watches me on Facebook. And that was when I went into work and I said to my producer, I said like, we got it. This is, we are taxi drivers in the land of Uber. while on television, like we do not want to be caught driving our taxi, trying to make our daytime show when these Ubers are passing us and taking advantage of what is happening in the landscape. So we, um, I had just announced my twins. I had them. Um, We had all this success at Facebook. So we were given this opportunity at Facebook Watch in LA to create anything we wanted. So we had all these ideas, very convoluted ideas for a series. You know, I was going to do this or this or and as I'm getting ready for this pitch meeting, it's in Los Angeles. I am breastfeeding one baby while trying to curl my hair with the other arm, literally with the other arm. Yeah, and there's impressive. another baby on the like dirty bathroom floor crying. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is the yeah, show. This is
2: the show, yeah. right? Like yeah. all
0: these ideas that I had. So we walked into that meeting and I kind of pitched them all the ideas. And then I said, oh, and by the way, what about if we just do a really funny exploration of motherhood. And they were like, do that. So yeah. that's how New Mom, who this yeah. came about, and I'm so grateful because now, you know, I'm like a digital, I'm in the digital world and I get to control what I make and what I say. And, and I have this yeah. amazing access to my audience and it's the best thing that I, that I ever did.
2: Yeah. No, for, I can imagine what a shift that would be. Right. Cause like To your point, you can go on Instagram, you can see your engagement, you can pinpoint who he or she is that's kind of watching you and engaging with you. So yeah, probably a totally different world from broadcast television and and that piece of things. But so at the same time that you're, you just kind of, I guess, the goods, left the goods, the the digital kind of world is, and you're also just had your twins though too, right? So yeah. But like how take me through that I guess like if they were part of the story um I guess that makes the tv interesting but how how is the behind the scenes of that
0: oh well do I miss like walking into a makeup room at 6 a.m looking like Ed Sheeran and coming out looking like a like a human woman I do I have to do that myself now I don't get Fair. all the all the benefits of, of, broadcast television. Um, but at the same time, I, I have, I now have a team of five that, um, help me run the new mom Hooters show and brand and, um, and the I tour, get to sort of, right? What's that?
2: The tour as well. Did you just, did you just finish the tour? I'm in the middle of the tour. The middle. Okay. Yeah. okay. middle.
0: Yeah. Um, well, so we, yes. And I get to go on tour and I get to sort of like uh, it's this amazing freedom to do the, all of the things that I've been dreaming of doing, and mm-hmm. do them my way. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, God, to go back to the after show, we're gonna we're gonna weave all the all around. Take us back. Yeah, I'd okay. love to go back. Yeah, take us. Well, back. when I went, when I got, when I started there, I had no, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I didn't, I, I was i had only seen much music my references for what a person on television should be or like because mtv was new to canada when the
2: after show started right
0: yeah yeah so when mtv came to canada um when i was a part of it we had a talk license so much music had the music license they could play music videos we could not We had to create talk shows. Uh, We also had to create a certain amount of Canadian content. So this is where you come in. We couldn't just air an episode of Laguna Beach and like call it a day. We had to. So our bosses said, well, why don't we just throw Dan and Jesse on after every episode of Laguna Beach and they can just talk about it. Literally. It was not thought of as a show. The after show was more like a, a solution to a problem. Okay. Like, MTV live was the show. They had a team of four. The after show are 40 people. The after show, we had a team of four, including Dan and I. And when we first launched, we would go live drinking real martinis at 10 30 at night that's sitting we know yeah. a set we sat on the floor in the corner of the studio just like talking shit about Kristen's platform flip-flops like that's <laughs> how it we started from the bottom baby but also kind of ahead of the game in
2: ways of like the an after show right because now I think of reality show and there's all the blogs and all the podcasts that happen. I'm like a big real Housewives fan. And so that was kind of like did an after show exist before your after show? Like in any I can't think of one, right?
0: No, and I'll take full Dan and I will to and our team full take credit. full credit for yeah. creating the genre because um Andy Cohen re Housewives started mm-hmm. to do um what's what happens live after he came down to a taping of our after show when we were in the U.S. Yeah. So like really, really, we did create that format. And like I said, it was created out of need, (laughs) like out of pure (laughs) necessity because we, we couldn't air Laguna Beach without having another 30 minutes of Canadian, of Canadian content.
2: I had no idea. So were you just on like the production team before that? Like how, or did you audition for this after show role or how did that come about?
0: No. So when MTV was coming to Canada, they announced that they were coming to Canada and they were doing this nationwide search for hosts. Uh And I had never done anything like that. I was way too scared. I remember there was all these much music VJ searches and I always wanted, I always, you know, I grew up like recording speaking of DVDs recording intimate and interactive with the Backstreet Boys onto a VHS tape in my parents' basement (laughs) and like rewinding and fast forwarding the moment where Howie D took his shirt off outside of that studio on Young Street. Like this was my childhood. I obviously dreamed of that. I thought being a VJ would be amazing as I think every other little Canadian kid did. Um, but I never would have put myself out there to do a VJ search. I never ever told anyone that that was something I wanted to do. It was sort of embarrassing. I didn't come from a family where, you know, like a showbiz fam kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, so MTV was coming to Canada. There was a newspaper ad I was teaching um, a a drama program for people with special needs, with Down syndrome, with autism, people of all abilities. And I was playing this. It's like the craziest story. It feels weird. I'm not a person that says like, you know, what's meant to be will be, but this was a weird fateful moment. We're playing a game called shark. And I just brought an old newspaper and put these big pieces of newspaper on the floor. And those are the islands. And I play music and my students have to swim around the islands. And when the music stops, they jump on the on the paper. It's, it's okay. musical chairs, but like the poverty version with just newspaper. So um, I, I'm i swimming around the island with all of my students. And I look down and I literally see an ad in one of the newspaper pages that says MTV is looking for hosts or so said like MTV wants you. And I like, was just swimming around the island pretending to be a shark for like seven minutes reading this piece of paper while all the students are like is she is the music gonna stop What's happening (laughs) and um yes and I and I and I was traveling to New York my dad was working there that weekend and the tapes were due on Monday again dvds and I said to my dad like oh man I just saw this thing and I would love to do a tape but obviously I'm here in New York so my dad said well you know I know I have a friend who was a production company in Times Square. Let me call her. So my dad called his friend and she let me borrow a camera guy. And I oh shot that gosh. Friday that I landed. I shot that afternoon, like talking to Americans about Canadian music. A lot of Avril Lavigne content. If I remember, Oh was um, like yeah. 2006, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of Celine chest bumps, which was very funny at the time. That doesn't <laughs> age well. And then, and then she said, "Just go and knock on my office door and see if my editor will help you edit it." So I went up to like the forty eighth floor in Times Square, knocked on the door Friday evening, and this young guy opens the door, and you could tell he was like, "You want me to what <laughs> on a Friday yeah. night?" Like, <laughs> like "Who are you?" Them yeah. I was like, "Who are you? What?" Um, and so he kindly said yes. And we sat in that little office in Times Square editing this demo tape till like two in the morning. And he was so, he made it so funny and he thought I was funny, which was really nice. And then I sent in the tape and many months later I got the job. And that editor, um, is now my husband and father of my three children. <laughs> oh
2: my God gosh, that's so crazy. Uh-huh. What a wit- Like talk about a serendipitous cycle, like from swimming with the sharks I and know. the paper to like your whole family and your whole like career almost. Right. Like Excuse the me? starting point of that.
0: Yeah. Weird shivers. Because, so weird. Because if I didn't do one of those things, yeah. I never would have, I wouldn't have my kids. I wouldn't have this lie. I wouldn't have my career. I it's, right. it's really so strange. I'm sure everybody has one of those so you have like a, it's funny. It's funny that you say that. Cause
2: in doing this podcast, one of the things that comes up, no matter like who's sharing their story is yeah. like that. I don't know what you want to call it. You want to call it fate, universe, whatever. Everyone call it, feels something different about it, but they all have that kind of like moment where it all comes together. Right. And it all yeah. kind of brings you, and you only have that in hindsight of life. I feel like you're like, Oh, but yeah, it's that one thing that is isn't that that's like the sliding doors movie, right? With yes. with, with Peltro. Yeah. Yes. Right. So that's I don't I love
0: that. I yeah, it's 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 crazy. My yeah. it's yeah, that one day really changed a lot. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first
2: purchase. That's Bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
0: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too.
1: Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's
2: like the intersection, too, of like, I feel like you've done such an amazing job of creating a career of probably what I would imagine two loves of your life, right? Like motherhood, your Mm. children and humor and weaving that in, but you're also a really big advocate, which is something that I, I want to chat about today too. And I know it sounds like you, I think I read something that like one of your first, one of your first kind of um, causes, if you will, was when you were in like grade school and and talking maybe about, was it recycling or something like that? Yes, so yes. Was this something like advocacy work was really, was that built into your family and the way you kind of operated as a unit or? just something that you found a cause that you felt
0: passionate about? It must have. I, I feel like, you know, everything I'm grateful to my parents for supporting, you know, I could have gone down to New York that day and said, dad, I want to, uh, I had just graduated with honors from U of T. I had this, uh, you know, and I said, dad, I want to put a videotape for MTV. My dad who was a very like, you know, he's a very serious lawyer guy. He could have been like, um no, no get a real job <laughs> yes. but he supported and at least helped you know introduce me to someone who could have, who could help and my parents have always been supportive of everything i don't remember them being you know I think it came from me. I think Correct. I just yeah. but they but they supported it wholeheartedly. I well, it, was really upset that there was litter on the ground <laughs> or that people I learned, you know, about the environment and the the and global warming way, way back then and decided that I wanted to do something about it. The irony is that I remember painting large scale Bristol board and cardboard signs made of paper, and <laughs> plastering them all over the school that said, clean up your act. And I had this big campaign in the school, but Hey, I was like using my voice to speak out about something that was important to me. And that, and, yeah. and I, I, yeah, I think that's looking back. I think it's pretty amazing at eight years old.
2: It comes across that you seem like you were a very passionate, like, teenager, et cetera, yes. whatever the cause might be. And you're obviously, so why we're excited to chat today too is you were recently appointed to <laughs> the Global Citizen, Champions mm-hmm. of Change, um, and you have quite the cohort, uh, that group that, that you're doing <laughs> that with. So can you tell us a little bit about what your focus is gonna be within that group?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm so proud. Like Global Citizen is just this That's amazing it. international advocacy organization. They really inspire and empower, I would say, millions of people around the world to sort of take action and um address so many critical issues facing humanity, but but really to find like the pat what your passion is and address what those issues are. So for me, I have taken on sort of um climate change. I went to New York City to march in the global climate strike, which which with Global Citizen, which was like Thousands of people marching down the streets of New York City, demanding that the Senate be held accountable and calling on them to deliver the 11 billion billion in climate aid that they promised. That was a, an unbelievable I, experience. Guided, I think I did that a couple. Does that does that really?
2: march happen every year? Yes,
0: yes. Okay. Well, they have it every week actually, but this one was, okay. This was the big one. The big one.
2: Yeah. I think I lived in New York for 10 years, and I think uh, I did the one where Greta was there oh my so gosh so sorry that just clicked in my head but I remember it being super like impactful and empowering and really I'd never at that point for me I'd never been a part of like a march like yes. of that magnitude so anyways yeah sorry it just clicked that I was like wait I I can totally relate to what you're referencing there
0: isn't that amazing I would say and I can't wait to take my kids when they're old enough but the women's marches all of the BLM marches that were happening, climate marches, like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's this collective, first of all, we're so desperate, I think, we've had this, ice these, these particularly isolated past few years, we are so desperate yeah. to come together with people in a united cause, and I see this, and we can talk about this, but like, I see this at my live shows, um, mm-hmm. you know, people are so excited to be in the same space and yep. i found that that the climate strike you know i've you emerge from your home and watching the news and all of these terrible things that are happening and our planet is literally on fire and you come out and there are all these people old young mm. motivated smart dedicating their time and energy to speaking out and fighting for something that is you know Pretty Quite critical. literally one of the most important things that we yeah. need, that we can be yeah. fighting for at the moment. It's yeah. so inspiring. And, and just being a part of a movement like that, like inspires you to go home and want to live it in your everyday life.
2: Yeah. Um, and I'm sure for you too, like what you did mention, bringing your children and exposing them to those things. it be, yeah, like such a different impact and meaning to that. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm going to be such an annoying mom already. I like make them pick up litter on the street. It's like (laughs) Jesse eight years old as a mom. I'm, you know, recycling is very big in my house. Uh, (laughs) But I just think you have to sort of seep it in because Mm -hmm. our generation is going to do what we can and they're going to be left um, with this dire problem to solve yeah, um, yeah and then I'm also working with Global Citizen on girls empowerment which has been something yes. that I've worked on and for, yeah. for since since the MTV days something that's so important to me is just you know trying to help build a world where we're using my voice to help build a world where girls all girls feel safe and empowered and I really truly believe that nothing should stand in the way of our girls reaching their full potential and as a girl mom now it's yeah girl awesome mom. yeah
2: absolutely and now so you mentioned the festival taking place in New York but what could we hear in Canada how can we get involved in oh my Global God citizen and I know there there is it six other champions of change that are that are Canadian yes. I know Justin Leslie yeah okay. yes.
0: There are six other champions of change. There are so many uh, ways to get involved. Globalcitizen.org is like the first stop. Or I really feel like the Global Citizen app, it's free, it's on the app store. That has helped me. That has like daily reminders. It's really fun. It has... Um, You can win tickets to like Global Citizen Fest through the app. It's really sort of a great motivating way to create change. But I also just say, and I've always said this, as long as I have had a platform to is find what you're passionate about and start really small. I mean, I believe that you can create change in your own home, you know, if you're a parent, like with your own kids, or you can create change in your own community, your school, like wherever you are, what is that little tangible thing that you can do to create change? And it doesn't matter how small it is. It's going to make a big impact in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I really do feel. And to me, volunteerism is like, I also feel, and going back to this social media landscape and world that I find myself in, you know, it can be really depressing for a lot of people. And I think yeah. that we have turned inward on ourselves and we are inside and we are isolated and we are looking at our little phones and we are comparing ourselves to others. And suddenly like, is anybody happy anymore? I just, mm. I, I find that we are so, um, yeah, well, so I, I, think the way he, and, yeah. 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 I, I really, truly think that volunteerism and doing something, one tiny thing, once a week, give an hour, give a half an hour, somewhere in your community is going to um, fulfill you with a, uh, with more, and you're gonna get back more than you could ever. A hundred
2: percent, like fill I'm your own like, cup, right? Absolutely, yes, like it, fi- yes. yeah, it fills you. Mm-hmm.
0: And that like shark class, the class that I taught, I still, now I volunteer every Saturday morning, um, with a class, uh, with people with down syndrome and autism. And, uh, I bring my kids sometimes. And like, that's the thing that really fills me up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause you do need those real life, like community experiences oh, too. Right. Yes. Like, and I mean, you mentioned it on your tour. Tell us, so I, I know you were just in London, Ontario. What? So where's the next, where's the next stop? Where are you next?
0: So I did a tour in May, and it was like two and a half years in the making. I announced it right before the pandemic, and then <laughs> perfect it, timing. Oh God! It res- I think I was relieved actually the first time it got rescheduled. By the third time it got rescheduled, I was like, "Can we just?" I'm so ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I did a cross country tour in May. It sold out across the country. So we added a bunch of new dates. I just did two uh, sold out shows in Toronto. A sh- crazy show in London. Let me just say. The smaller, the smaller towns in Canada bring it the hardest. I have never seen a city go off like London or like even Calgary, uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton. Like those are the ragers. Those are where it gets wild. Really? Um, Okay. Oh my God. People are just ready ready to go. Ready to party. Ready to party. I mean, it
2: looks like a great time. I'm going to have to come next time you're nearby.
0: You have to come. It's where you based.
2: I'm in Niagara-on-the-Lake. Oh, gorgeous. So Toronto's close. Like London's not too bad, but yeah. Yeah. Or we'll have to bring you here. We brought um, Kat and Nat here last year, last May. So So I feel like
0: we may need to, yeah. Um, Please. It's such a fun night out. So now I have a show in Victoria, November 4th and Vancouver, November 6th. Those are my last, last shows. last And it's like, it has been the most it really has been like a pinnacle for me of my, of my, of everything, of all of the, the starting when I was 15 years old, like, you know, really it's been a, such a highlight for me being able to be on stage surrounded by my people. Like, these are people like you grew up with me, um, who have been watching since the after show or, um, and and now we all have kids together. Like I talk a lot about all the shit that we used to do in 2007 when we were young and drunk. (laughs) And now we all have kids and it's such a, it's just such a fun, um, collective experience to like come together and laugh and leave our fucking kids at home or go out with a date. We have lots of childless people out on dates. Like it's just, it's such a a good time. A good time.
2: Well, congratulations to you. I mean, you have so much going on, but you do it with such like elegance and laughter. Like, I feel like I've been smiling this whole conversation because you were such a good time. I feel the same
0: way about you.
2: Thank you.
0: I feel (laughs) the same way about you. I'm like, can we just talk every morning? Can we just make a set set Zoom? Yeah, Yeah. Like
2: a little hype. Yeah. Well, let us know for those that don't know where they can find you, where can they find you on social?
0: At Jesse Crookshank, C R U I C K S H A N K. Although like who else is named Jesse? You can Crookshank.
2: just type in Jesse C and I can't it comes up, I
0: think. I feel like for me okay good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At Jesse Crookshank. Um everywhere. Yeah. All, the All the places. All the places. Instagram places. is really my place. That's sort of where yeah. I it's my happy place. Where you live. TikTok yeah. is terrifying to me, but you know, just I'll gonna dabble.
2: Ask, are you going um, there yet?
0: Because I feel like tiktok like moms on
2: tiktok are a big thing too right yeah, like mom yeah but is that is what she...
0: i want to be at least a mom on tiktok is that is that what do i I feel like you got to do some dances i i don't know your dance moves no i don't i had an episode of new mom who where i got tweens to teach me how to use tiktok and there was a lot of like thrusting to megan yeah. the stallion songs and i was like i think oh. i'm doing it for this <laughs> well
2: i'm gonna yes. go watch that one now that episode yes.
0: <laughs> yes, please go watch that episode. I attempt I attempt some kind of dance. But you're right. Now we're more into the comedy sphere. Um so you know, I give me like, yeah, we we'll wait and see. Le- here's what I like to do. I like to wait until an app is not cool anymore and then I jump in. Okay. On. That's yeah. what I yeah. it's a a different
2: strategy. Not everyone's going with that strategy, but it seems to be working for you. So
0: I joined be real early, early. Did you? Okay. I I didn't.
2: Yeah. Tell me about
0: that. Well, I heard about it and I was like, this is interesting. Let me join this. And then I just started getting these notifications when I was like, literally topless and breastfeeding or like, or like just sitting at like nothing felt worth sharing. Okay. Yeah. Stopless and breastfeeding was worth sharing, but also just like highly, um, inappropriate, like literal, like, <laughs> I mean, no pants. So nothing felt right for be real, but now I keep it on just so I know the notification. So I'm like, Oh, if I was on this, I would be here talking to Elise, or I would be here fighting with my twins. You know, I'd yeah. like to know, but I'm not, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't gone with a photo yet.
2: So we'll stick, we'll stick with Instagram and then you'll let us know on Instagram if you go anywhere else on social media. We'll follow I Will
0: I will. I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I'm in Vegas with five-year-olds. I'll let you know. Yes. I let you, I will. I, I, I share it all there.
2: It's, it's funny when you were posting the Vegas content, I didn't really think of Vegas through a child's eyes, but yeah, there's some interesting moments.
0: <laughs> Vegas through a child's eyes is terrifying. Vegas <laughs> through my eyes is terrifying. You're like, I, I, Yes, I had to explain to them what a showgirl was, and I had to explain. At one point, somebody came up and gave me a card with like an escort service on it, and obviously my kids were like, "What did they give you? Is it a toy?" And I was like, "In," I to some people I feel maybe. I mean, I had to explain so much shit to them, so much nudity, so many like, uh, but hey. Listen, we learned a lot more in Vegas than they would in pre-kindergarten. So I
2: was going to say some days they're like helping those in need and some days they're partying it up in Vegas. So what a perfectly Mm -hmm. balanced mom you are.
0: I I checked out the little like report from the teacher because we missed school to go to Vegas. And she said, today we learned the letters E and F. And I was like, well, we learned, you know, what an exotic dancer is. and that you need to say no when somebody passes, tries to sell you a watch on the street. So these are also important things.
2: Life um, lessons all around. Well, it was so great chatting with you. So much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see you in person one day soon. Thank you for tuning into this conversation. We will have a brand new one on a brand new topic every Monday. If you were intrigued by anything in our conversation, we encourage you to talk about it. Tell a friend, post on social media, take action in your very own way. Subscribe to get the newest episode at your fingertips as soon as it drops. Until next time, check out Style Canada, a disruptor in the media for its community of inquisitive style seekers. You can find us at style.ca or on social media. Just like this podcast, Style Canada is not just about style. It's about living a lifestyle that leaves people open to evolution and opportunity. This episode was hosted by Elise Gasparino. The music credit goes to Raspberry Music, and it was brought to you by Style Canada. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands,